Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live from Austin, Texas, and this is your NASCAR Quarantine Central for Belly Up Sports. I'm just trying to find something to talk about at this point, because there's no NASCAR on. There's no sports on. They decided to quarantine us without sports. It's so insulting. It's so insulting, and we're just trying to find something to do. Everybody's just sitting around, bored out of their minds. You're supposed to stay at home. You know, social distancing, and for a generation that loves to be online and on social media and watching TV and all these screens in front of us, it really shows just how much we actually want to be outside and hanging out with people and doing things, because everybody's going crazy right now. Uh, Everybody's just stuck inside. I don't know where y'all live, how it is. Here in Austin, it's pretty much come down to, like, they've shut down all businesses, um, you can do uh, takeout orders for food, and you can go to the grocery store and gas stations and things like that. But pretty much everything else is mandatorily like shut down. I don't know how long this is gonna last. I'm just playing it like week by week because some people are saying months, and I'm thinking that's insane. I'm thinking it's like two weeks tops. Excuse me, as you can tell, I am um, quarantining myself with beer, obviously. I had to go out and get essentials, so me and the wife went out and bought some pretzels, a whole bunch of beer. We spent like $60 just on beer alone. We got some liquor here, uh, and then just meats, and that's pretty much it. That's what I'm prepared for if it comes down to just like 100% quarantine, can't even leave the house. I think we'll be fine. I have, Right now, I'm drinking a Coors Banquet, which is just incredible. Coors Banquet's so good. I'm a Coors Light guy. 
and I wanted to go a little fancy for this quarantine, so I uh, am quarantining myself with some banquet beer, and I was trying to figure out what to do for this podcast, because there's no NASCAR, uh, you know, there's iRacing, and I've been talking a lot about iRacing lately, but I wanted to do something a little different, something that, you know, the NASCAR fans that listen to this podcast can kind of vibe with because they're also quarantining, I assume. I don't know. Maybe you're in West Virginia and you all have like one case and you can still go live your life like normal. But if you're quarantining, you're supposed to stay inside, which means you got to find something to do inside. I thought this was a great opportunity for me to bring up my favorite NASCAR movies. And I'm not talking just racing movies, right? I'm not like there's a huge difference because in terms of racing movies, there's some incredible movies out there that are just specific to racing or, you know, motorsport racing. But when it comes to NASCAR, there's not a lot of great movies. And I and I hate to like break it to NASCAR fans, but that's it's the truth. I feel like there's a lot of NASCAR fans that really like tout the you know, the list of NASCAR movies we have, but they're really not great. When you think about, like, the best racing movies of all time, I feel like a lot of them are, like, F1 or open-wheel cars or, like, street racing. You know, there was um, Rush. That was an incredible movie. Uh, We just had Ford v. Ferrari. That was a great movie. There's movies like Gone in 60 Seconds, the first Fast and the Furious movie, you know, there, there's a lot of good racing movies, but if you notice, the ones that I just listed, not a single one is a NASCAR movie. So what I wanted to do was actually go through specific NASCAR movies, and I'm going to rank the ultimate top 10 list for the best NASCAR movies. Now, I asked people on Twitter to make recommendations of maybe their favorite NASCAR movies, and I got some pretty good ones. Uh, Michael Robinson at NYY Robinson. Uh, he suggested a movie. I can't say the movies they suggested because I'm going to be honest. Every movie that somebody suggested is actually on my list. Uh, we also had Scott Crump. He's in the iRacing League Erska. Really cool guy. I've talked to him a few times. Had a good recommendation. Mike Brown. Everybody knows Mike Brown. You know, founder of Belly Up Sports. Robert Blackburn, he had a suggestion. Smooth had a suggestion on Twitter. FN Sports, that's a podcast at Belly Up Sports. They had a great suggestion. And Frayers on the Farm podcast, another podcast at Belly Up Sports, another great suggestion. So I figured, what better time to go through this and finally get my list out there. And I actually went back and watched some movies that I hadn't seen in a long time or maybe hadn't even ever seen. Just to remind myself, you know, of was this movie actually as good as I remembered it being? Or is this movie better than I remembered it being? Which was the case for one in particular. But it's a great time to just go back and rewatch some of these movies because I'm sure all my listeners have list, have seen a vast majority, if not all, of these movies. Because if you're a NASCAR fan, you've probably watched all the NASCAR movies. There's not that many of them, but nevertheless, it's just it's a great time to go back and watch these movies or watch a new one maybe that you haven't seen because we're all quarantined. We're all trying not to die out here in the apocalypse. Not to mention it's like pouring rain here in Austin, Texas, which isn't that common. So I got beer, I got pretzels, we got some ice cream in the freezer, it's pouring rain. We're not supposed to leave the apartment. Perfect time to watch these movies. Before we dive into the list, I should set my rules. So, has to be a NASCAR movie, like I said it before. But it also can't be a documentary. It has to have actors. 
because I feel like documentaries is just like a whole nother subset, a whole nother subgenre of movies. And I'm talking just movies. So here we go. Number 10, Logan Lucky. And yeah, this is definitely the most controversial one on my list because if you've seen Logan Lucky, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Rattlesnake, Logan Lucky isn't a NASCAR movie. It's a heist movie. And you're right. It is a heist movie. It's really not a NASCAR movie specifically. But they're robbing Charlotte Motor Speedway. And a lot of the characters revolve around NASCAR. So although it is a heist movie... I mean, I would call Ocean's Eleven a heist movie, but I would also consider it a casino movie because the Rami the Casino, a lot of the movie actually revolves around a casino. And guess what? Same director. So in that sense, I got to give Logan Lucky a little bit of leeway there because like I said, there's not a whole lot of NASCAR movies and there's not a whole lot of great NASCAR movies. And Logan Lucky is a really good movie. It's really funny. It's really entertaining. has great actors in it. Amazing director. It's a really fun heist movie about robbing Charlotte Motor Speedway during a race. And to be honest, if this list wasn't specific to the best NASCAR movies, Logan Lucky would be much higher. It would be probably in the top five of these movies just based on movie quality alone. But because it's not specifically about NASCAR, I'm going to put it all the way down to 10. But if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. And if you're a NASCAR fan, there's a lot of references in there that you might get a chuckle out of. Number nine, Redline 7000. You know, to be honest, there's not much to be said here. I put it on my list because it's a classic. Everybody loves it. It's a classic NASCAR movie. In my opinion, it's one of my least favorite NASCAR movies. I don't know if it's just too old for me or something. Um, it's just more of like a who's with who, you know, kind of comedy. And it's just not my cup of tea. It's a little ridiculous. But if you love the movie, good for you. Um, not much more I'm going to say about Redline 7000. Uh, just not one of my favorite movies. Number eight, Cars. Now, anytime Disney Pixar is going to make a movie, it's going to be incredible. So when they try to decide to make a movie about racing or NASCAR, obviously it's going to be on the list because it's just a great movie. I know it's for kids, but it's such a good movie. And in terms of Disney Pixar rankings, a lot of just movie fans rank Cars as one of the worst Disney Pixar movies. I'd say they consider it like a middle to lower tier Disney Pixar movie. But if you ask a NASCAR fan... <laughs> Cars is up there with Toy Story as, like, the best Disney Pixar movie. And I'm somewhere in between. I think it's definitely probably... I would I would put it at, like, number five or six for Disney Pixar because it really is just that good. And it's an entertaining movie. A lot of production went to it. There's, you know, NASCAR drivers that are voice actors in it. Obviously, it's a great story. Side note, there's this really dark theory <laughs> about this movie that... So it has something to do with, I think, Wally -E when, like, all the humans leave the planet, cars, like, take over and become self-aware. And then there was this other weird dark theory I read about how uh, the, the humans can't leave the cars because it's a toxic planet. And so their emotions are literally a representation of the humans that are inside the car. It's very weird. Don't go down this rabbit hole like I did. Nevertheless, Cars is a great movie. Number seven, Greased Lightning. 
Obviously, any movie with Richard Pryor is going to be a great one, but the fact that this movie was about Wendell Scott, the first black NASCAR driver, just makes it that much better because he has such an incredible story. You know, going from a moonshine runner to taxi cab driver and all this stuff coming up through all these challenges and just not even, like, just able to live with all the racism that he went through and just doing what he wanted to do because he loved to do it. It's just a really good movie. It's a really good story with some really good actors and characters in it. Highly, highly recommend watching that one. And I know I'm moving through these pretty quickly, but that's because, you know, no offense, but these are the lower ones on my list. Uh, we're about to get into six and then the top five. And I think I'll have a little bit more to say about the, the top five for sure. But looking at number six, this is going to be a controversial. This is definitely going to be a controversial one. I think it's going to piss off a lot of the people listening to this podcast. But I got to just be honest. I'm not going to bullshit with y'all. I'm not going to pick the movies just because other people like them or some people hate them. I'm picking them based on my experience of watching these movies. And at number six, I have three, the Dale Earnhardt story. Now, hold on, hold on. Before you turn off the podcast, just hear me out. I'm aware well, that the NASCAR community hates this movie simply because Dale Jr. hates this movie. And their Earnhardt family hates it. And what Dale Jr. says goes. And I love Dale Jr. as much as the next guy. And I'm sure there's a lot of inaccuracies in this movie. But I'm not basing my list based off historical accuracy. Otherwise, I would have documentaries in here. I'm basing my list... Just purely off enjoyment, entertainment from a movie that's about NASCAR. And in terms of entertainment and enjoyment from a NASCAR movie, 3 actually hits both. Now, I believe it's like a made-for-TV movie because the only reason I think that is when I watched it, there's like the fade-to-black scenes that you used to get a lot of in like the late 90s, early 2000s for those made-for-TV movies because that's when they would cut to the commercials. So, I believe it's a made-for-TV movie, but you know what? It's still pretty enjoyable. I know it's kind of cheesy, but it has some good actors in it, and it depicts an enjoyable, entertaining story of a NASCAR driver. So, let's just pretend next time you watch it, <laughs> it's not the Dale Earnhardt that you know and love. Maybe it's just another NASCAR driver. Watch it with that lens and say, you know what? In terms of NASCAR movies, this isn't that bad. This is actually a pretty enjoyable movie. And I'm pretty sure every movie that's based on historical like facts or things that actually happen are going to be pretty far off from the actual truth. But it's just because NASCAR fans are so crazy and we love Dale Earnhardt so much that we don't want any inaccuracies. I mean, the movie told the story from when Dale Earnhardt was a little boy to when he crashed and died at Daytona 500. And they fit all that into like an hour and a half. So I apologize if there has to be some inaccuracies. And I understand why the Earnhardts wouldn't like it. And I understand why Dale Jr. wouldn't like it. I totally get that. But just as a viewer, as somebody that wants to watch an entertaining movie, as a NASCAR fan, it was a pretty enjoyable movie. And you know, I'd actually really like to hear what y'all have to say about this. Are you like me? Have you had to stay quiet for so long because 3 is actually a pretty decent movie, but if you say it in public around NASCAR fans, they'll crucify you? Or are you one of the ones that um, is going to crucify us? Do you hate 3? And if so, tell me why. Tweet at me. Uh, it's at Chairgate, and I'd really like to know y'all's opinion on this. Moving on. We are now in the top five. At number five, Six Pack. 
And I just got to take a moment to, to discuss this one because I made this list last night. And I rewatched Six Pack last night. This morning, I woke up to the news that Kenny Rogers had passed away. And like most people, I really enjoy Kenny Rogers' music. Not to mention, he's from Houston. He's a Houstonian, so I, I, I've always really liked Kenny Rogers. I even considered moving it up a little bit just because of that news. But I decided, no, I, I, I should leave it where it's at. This is where I ranked it before you know any kind of emotional impact happened. Uh, but that being said, it's still at number five. It's in my top five of greatest top 10 NASCAR movies of all time. And it is a really weird movie. Just to be blunt, it is a weird movie. If you've never seen it, it is about a driver who is trying to get back into uh, NASCAR, trying to get back into a stock car career uh, where he's driving through Texas and a gang of like six children rob him of his engine i believe it was and he tracks them down and turns them into his pit crew that's essentially the premise of this whole damn movie it is weird as hell but it's actually pretty good kenny rogers is you know a surprisingly decent actor obviously the music in it is incredible the soundtrack was so good and i think kenny only had one song from it uh love will turn you around one of his hits he made, I believe he made for this movie. But other than that, they had like Alabama playing in the background the whole time. Like some really good music. It was a lot of fun. It's goofy. It's silly. And it really does focus on racing. So there's quite a bit of racing in it. Some of these other movies don't have quite as much racing as others. But no, this movie focuses on racing. Uh, and for a while, I wasn't sure if I was I, I could even consider it because it was just like local dirt tracks and stock car. But he did finally, you know, get back into the Cup Series. So it is a NASCAR movie. And it's definitely worth your time. R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. I think everybody should go watch that now, honestly, uh, now that he's passed. I think it's on YouTube. That's where I watch it for free. All right, here we go. We, we're, we've passed the top five mark. And I think we're getting now into the top four, which is... Really a list, I think, of just kind of interchangeable. When you talk to most people, if they had to list like four of their favorite NASCAR movies, I think these four are probably going to be discussed the most. So I don't think there's anything too crazy left on my list. But let's get right into it. Number four, Stroker Ace. Now, there's a lot of people that consider this their favorite NASCAR movie. There's a lot of people that hate this movie. Why? Because NASCAR fans are very divisive. But... Regardless of how you feel about this movie, you have to admit, if you've seen it, one of the most iconic NASCAR scenes of all time. Burt Reynolds on top of the egg in the chicken suit, and then he drives the plucked chicken car. Now, I'm not sure if anybody's ran that paint scheme before, but if that hasn't been a paint scheme at Darlington yet... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. 
That was my aha moment. Bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. It needs to happen immediately. And people love this movie. One, it's Burt Reynolds. Everybody's going to love whatever Burt Reynolds is in. Let's be honest. But it's funny. It's, you know, there's definitely racing in it. And there's some, some Hall of Famers that are in this movie. But it's more so just about a NASCAR driver stuck in a shitty situation that he's trying to get out of. He hates his sponsor, and he's trying to get out of the contract that he signed because he's an idiot. Like, I know Dale Jr. on his podcast, the the Dale Jr. Download, I think it's called. He has, I think it was called the Chicken Pit or something from the movie, like from the car. He has it, like, behind him during the podcast. So, like I said, you ask a lot of NASCAR fans, and some people will consider this their favorite NASCAR movie of all time. I think it should be in the discussion. I think, like, you know, obviously I put it at four. I think it should be in the top four. It should be in anybody's top five, at least. I can understand why some people don't like it, because it's just a silly movie, and there there really isn't much racing. I think Burt Reynolds himself even said that he wasn't a fan of it, or... Uh, it was eye-opening experience for him or something about how his fans hated it. I wouldn't go that far. I think it was a enjoyable enough movie. It's funny. It's lighthearted. It's a good time. But definitely not my favorite NASCAR movie of all time. I enjoy the humor. I enjoy the acting. Hell, I love Smoking the Bandit. But there just was, in my opinion, there just wasn't enough racing. All right, number three. This one should come as no surprise. Because it's a lot of people's favorite NASCAR movie of all time. I would say uh, maybe a majority of NASCAR fans, this is their favorite movie. And it's very understandable why. And of course, that is Days of Thunder. It's a great story about two NASCAR drivers in the prime time, in the premier time period of NASCAR. Two of the best NASCAR drivers at the time competing with each other intensely. And I know Hendrick worked closely with the production of that movie, and a lot of the movie was based on true stories, kind of a, a collection of different stories about you know, different incidences with NASCAR drivers, different rivalries. The car rental scene, obviously, was iconic, which apparently was a true story. It's just all around a great movie, and if somebody said it was their favorite NASCAR movie of all time, I would totally understand why. Uh, it's made some of the best throwback paint schemes, the mellow yellow paint scheme. That's awesome. And if somebody wants to come up and argue with me, this is the best NASCAR movie of all time. I wouldn't argue. I would say, I totally understand your point. That's a great movie. Not only is it just a good movie in general, but it's a good NASCAR movie, which in my opinion is hard to come by. It brought a lot of mainstream fame in the nineties to NASCAR, which leads me to my next film at number two. Talladega Nights. Trailer and if I didn't piss off a whole lot of people at putting Logan Lucky on this list, or at putting Strucker Ace at, way down there at number four, 
I am surely going to piss off plenty of people by putting Talladega Nights at number two. And my response to you if you're mad about that? Get over it. It's a comedy movie. It's satire. Oh, it's not factual. Oh, it's not accurate depiction of NASCAR. It's a comedy movie. Not to mention, there's plenty of accurate depictions of NASCAR in that film. They go to actual races. They have actual drivers in it. Dale Jr. is in it, and I believe he said that he hates the movie. To be fair, I, I could just be making that up. I might be completely misquoting Dale Jr. on this. I don't know. Somewhere in the back of my head, I remember him saying that he was not a fan of Talladega Nights. And here's my argument to that. To, let's say, a person like Dale Jr. If I'm quoting him correctly and he's not a fan of Talladega Nights, I know he really likes Stroker Ace. How are you going to sit there and tell me that Stroker Ace is one of the best NASCAR movies of all time, Talladega Nights is trash. Because you can't make that argument. They're both satire movies. They're both comedies. They're both funny. They're both a little absurd. No driver is going to roll out onto the track on top of a giant egg dressed as a chicken and then get in the car and drive instead of a fire suit, wear a chicken suit. And I don't remember if he won the race, but nevertheless, that's not going to happen. That's completely inaccurate. So why do you hate Talladega Nights so much? It's a satire. It's supposed to be funny. And you know what? It is funny as hell. It might be Will Ferrell's funniest movies he's ever made. And that's a lot to say. Because there's Anchorman, there's Step Brothers. He has made some of the funniest movies of our generation. And the fact is, Talladega Nights brought NASCAR into a lot of the mainstream of this generation. If you ask a millennial about NASCAR, they'll probably say Shake and Bake. Everybody knows Ricky Bobby. Everybody knows the Magic Man. Shake and Bake is Talladega Nights. It is NASCAR. So just to break this down, an incredible cast, a hilarious movie, a great movie, a mainstream, great, hilarious movie with the great cast that's about NASCAR. I'm sorry if it's not accurate enough for you, if, if it doesn't depict NASCAR the exact way you'd like it to. I'm sorry. But the fact is, when you're making a list of the best NASCAR movies, we're not talking documentaries, I'm talking just the best NASCAR movies. If you're making that list, if Talladega Nights isn't in your top three, then there's something wrong with you. And to be honest with you, it was my number one pick until I went back to rewatch some of these movies, some of the older ones that I haven't seen in a long time, and one just jumped up to number one. At number one of the greatest NASCAR movie of all time, the Last American Hero. Like the pine trees lining the wind and I know that this movie's on just about everybody's top 10 list, if not top 5 lists. It's, it's considered one of the best NASCAR movies of all time. And I knew it was going to be on my list, obviously. At least top 10, if not top 5. I knew I enjoyed it. Um, I knew it was a very popular NASCAR movie. But after re-watching it, especially watching it in between other NASCAR movies, I realized... It's the best NASCAR movie ever made. Number one, not many NASCAR movies are taken seriously, and I don't know why that is. A lot of them are comedies. I don't know if it's just because it's like a very southern sport, it's a redneck sport, it's easy to make fun of. That might be the case, and I enjoy the comedies just as much. Don't get me wrong. Stroker Ace and Talladega Nights were both in my top four. Just looking at my list real quick, I think six of my top ten greatest NASCAR movies of all time were comedies. But every once in a while, I do enjoy, uh, you know, a more serious movie. And if I'm going to consider something the greatest movie of yada, 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 fill in the blank, 
it probably needs to be serious. Because to be the greatest film, it should probably have to take itself a little bit more serious than Will Ferrell uh, or The Magic Man doing the shake and bake. Now, if you haven't seen The Last American Hero, I highly, highly recommend going to see it. Obviously, it's number one on my list. It's loosely about Junior Johnson, starring Jeff Bridges, before you'll ever be able to recognize him because he is young and clean-shaven. But it's a great, incredible story of a guy from the mountains of North Carolina running moonshine, just like how NASCAR started, so, you know, historically accurate, uh, trying to make money on the side to get his dad out of jail, who makes moonshine. And he's, you know, runs in derbies and stuff like that, and was saw that you could make some money stock car racing and said, sign me up, because he runs the cars uh, for his dad for the shine, and was incredible, and was just winning all the time. You know, he's a hard-ass dude. Anybody comes at him, he's no bullshit, and it just kind of shows him working his way up into the series, and he finally gets into the Cup Series and starts to make a name for himself, and then that's when the movie ends. So it really is just like the early stages of Junior Johnson coming into NASCAR. And to be fair, I don't know how accurate the story is. I truly don't. I just know it is loosely based on like his his story. I think Junior Johnson even like quoted, he said one time, that it is about his uh, early career coming up into NASCAR. Because Jeff Bridges' name literally in it, the main character, his name is, I think, Junior Jackson or something like that. But it's just, it honestly, it's a really good movie. It's a movie, I don't know if it did win any awards, but it probably should have won awards at the time. The acting is incredible. Uh, it's a really good story arc. A lot of good characters in it. And it's it's a main character with flaws, but who you're who you're rooting for. Because he had such a rough childhood, and deep down he's a really good guy, and you want to see him succeed. But in the back of your head, you know he's going to succeed, because you know he's the type of guy that won't accept anything less. It's almost like the type of guy that everybody wishes they were, and Jeff Bridges plays it perfectly. I don't know how I let this one slip under my radar for so long with not being my number one NASCAR movie of all time, but I am without a doubt certain that The Last American Hero is the best NASCAR movie of all time. And if you have a different opinion, I'd love to hear it. I want to hear your arguments on this one. I embrace debate. Let me hear what you have to say. Hit me up on Twitter. If you're listening to this episode, hit me up on Twitter, at Jerry Any tweet, my top tweet, just tweet at me and say, this is my favorite NASCAR movie and this is why. Or, this is why your opinion was stupid about so-and-so and this is why. If I get any of those, this is your why your opinion was stupid, It's I can almost guarantee you're going to be tweeting me either one, that Talladega Nights is trash, and you're wrong, but I'd love to hear your argument, and two, Logan Lucky shouldn't have been ranked, which is a better argument, and I'd like to hear you out, uh, but when it comes to a top 10 list, I had to put something at number 10, so if you can think of something that should have been at number 10 that wasn't on my list... I'd really like to hear why and what movie it should have been. But if that list of 10 good movies doesn't fill up your time, I got some news. So clearly movie theaters are shut down, which is really unfortunate. I'm a huge movie buff, but more importantly, I love movie theaters. Movie theaters are like a sanctuary for me. I just love going, I love if I'm by myself. I don't like uh, a busy movie theater. But nevertheless, I love movie theaters. If I can be by myself in an empty theater, that's like heaven for me. 
especially with like the nice theaters we have nowadays with their recliner seats. Um, I'm not a huge fan of waiters coming out. Not a big fan of that. I'd rather just order something at the concession stand. But if I can have like a recliner seat in a theater by myself, that is my heaven. So I'm a huge movie buff, love movies, and movie theaters are currently closed, which means the studios are releasing their movies right now that you can rent or own, depending on the movie, for $20. So last night, me, my wife, and one of her friends, we rented two movies, so that's a total of $40, but divided by three, that's roughly $13 a person. That's still, like, the price or less than the price of just one ticket to go to a movie. So, I mean, honestly, this $20 price to rent a movie is a great deal because these are supposed to be in theaters right now. Unfortunately, I hope it doesn't affect the movie theaters too much. I don't want to see movie theaters start to close down because of this, especially with how far we've come in movie theaters like I was just talking about with those recliner seats. I'd much rather watch these movies in a theater with the big screen. Nevertheless, in the meantime, this is a great alternative. So, I'm going to give a couple recommendations of the movies that should be in theaters right now that you can actually just rent on your TV. If you have Apple TV, you have Roku, you have Amazon, any of that stuff, it'll work on that. We rented The Hunt first. This is a movie that has really bad reviews, I guess because of the politics behind it. I absolutely loved this movie. I thought it was awesome. Yes, there's politics in it, but it's funny. It's a funny movie. Like, right out of the gate, I was laughing my ass off. And it also has really good action. There's really good fight scenes, really good actors and actresses. All around, it was like an incredible movie. I don't know why people don't like it so much. You know, there's conservatives in it. There's liberals in it. They don't see eye to eye. I don't know who who's mad about this. I don't know, like, what political side would be mad about this. I assume the liberals, but... I don't know, maybe the conservatives are mad about this. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know who would be that mad about this to give it negative reviews because it doesn't deserve negative re reviews. It's a really good, really funny movie. And number two, it kind of like laughs at both sides. And I just remember a time when we could laugh at both sides. If anybody remembers like, you know, the Chappelle show, right? Where we would just laugh at everybody. South Park does a good job of this. I thought it was such a good movie. Highly recommend it. I think it's worth 20 bucks. 100%. Number two, we rented Onward, a Disney Pixar movie. It's about what you would expect from a Disney Pixar movie. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's lighthearted. It, you know, uh, it's made for kids, but enjoyed by adults. Some really good voice actors in it. Chris Pratt, the Spider-Man kid, was the main guy. They live in a mystic world where they've lost their magic because of the technology. They have to try to bring their dad back with some kind of magic and, and nobody really cares about magic anymore because they have like cell phones and, you know, normal technology. I think kind of like a jab at our life right now. Overall, you know, enjoyable movie. If you like that kind of thing, if you have kids, 100% recommend this movie because you'll at least enjoy it. And I know parents with kids, you're always just, especially if you're staying home, they're, they're home from school, you're just looking for something to put on. I think you would actually enjoy this movie. But you already knew that because it was Disney Pixar and they kind of, they don't miss with this kind of shit. Not to mention that anyone was like surprisingly touching, but that's just what Pixar does. So I shouldn't be surprised by that. And last but not least, this one I actually saw in theaters before all the quarantine shit went down. And this one I think I recommend the highest of all of them. 
It's up there with The Hunt, but probably a little bit above The Hunt. It's called The Invisible Man, and it was great. It is suspense. It is horror. It's action. It's a good revenge story. I mean, all around was so good. It's, you know, it's kind of a horror movie, but it's more of a suspense movie where you're constantly like, is he there? Because you don't know. Because it's about a wealthy scientist who supposedly killed himself and he was abusive to his ex-girlfriend. And so now that he's gone, she's starting to like sense him and shit's starting to kind of go weird around her. And she's convinced that he's not dead, that he's found a way to make himself invisible. And so that becomes, you know, pretty clear and obvious uh, quickly in the movie. And so you're just watching this thing where it's, there's nothing there in front of her and she just, she'll just be staring at nothing. And you, you know, he's there, but you, you don't know if he's there. It's very creepy. It really messes with you. It goes down to this like really deep fear that I don't know if y'all have ever thought of, but you know, somebody could be standing there over your shoulder right now behind you, watching you at any point. And if they're invisible, you would have no idea. And I just think that's like the creepiest concept there is. And this movie pulls it off wonderfully. So far, 2020 has just been rock solid with movies. All three of the movies I just listed could probably win awards, if not just be nominated for awards. So either 2020 is going to go downhill quickly, and these are the three best movies, or 2020 is one of the best years recently for films. So that's going to do it for this episode of Chairgating. And next week, I'm going to try to think of something else I can bring to you. Something else other than just NASCAR, but it'll tr- you know I'll try to make it NASCAR related. Something that we can all enjoy during the quarantine. So if you have any ideas, please, please, I'm begging you, hit me up. Let me know. Give me some ideas. Something that I can talk about during this quarantine. Because I need all the ideas possible right now. But hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 